And there you go now. All right, are, are we right? Hold on there now. Are, my, are your headphones crackly again? No, mine are okay this oh, week. Oh, we're halfway through the jingle. Do you want to give that another go? Jesus. Let me just drop that down there. I didn't, um, I didn't even play it, but I hope we have enough battery on this to keep us going. Uh, oh, no, there you no, go. No, no, That's no, better no. now. No, let's turn that down with there. Turn that up. Experience. This, uh, this little intro has been with us a while. Admit, It'll always be here. It'll always be Things here. Things might change, but the intro will the always be here. The intro will always be here. <laughs> Welcome to a brand new episode of the Sheds and Tales podcast, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hello. William August Kate. <laughs> Correct. Unsure. Here with you for a brand new episode. Um, for those, Did anyone sneak in the mini-sode there last week? <laughs> Were their ears uh, caught it? For people who think we've been missing... And that you missed an episode. You did miss an episode. We posted an episode for about three hours. It was only up for about three hours. Yeah. Um, and, and we it took it back down because Will thought he was Joe Rogan. And I did think I was Joe Rogan. Um, got a little bit, uh, carried, a little bit away. carried away. Carried um, away. Speaking about the current war. Yeah. It's not a time to make fun of it. We've all learned our lesson. Let's move on. <laughs> well, I just felt... <laughs> okay, at the time of recording... Things weren't the way they are now. They, they were they ha- certainly getting there. They were starting, yeah, and they were uh, definitely getting there. Yeah. So we just thought it was in a bit poor taste to leave an episode up where we were casually discussing the war. And, and you know what? Actually, um, because someone said it to me, uh, let me just turn on my headphones a tiny bit there. Um, so someone made the point to me about timing. Comedic timing yeah. is everything. So I was like, yeah, yeah, uh, I suppose you're right, yeah. So he was like, your, your timing wasn't great, like. So they were like, do you know, no, if, it, if the war was over and he was arrested and sentenced for war crimes, you might be able to take the piss out of him then, you know? Or four or five months ago, before this was even a thing, we might have been able to bang a bit of crack out of him, like, out li- of him, out not of the him, situation. Not the situation, like, but literally not while he's fucking marching on a capital. Yeah. Timing was poor. And the same person who mentioned timing also referred to the ballot of COVID-19. And he was like, must say, timing wasn't great there either. And I was like, what, what do you mean? And he was like, great song now. <laughs> Loved it. But he was like, you know, let's face it. Stay clear of the Chinese right in the middle of a pandemic that everyone is blaming them for. Ah, uh, here, come on now. Not that, good, not that's good a bit timing. snowflakey. Not good timing. We were so, talking about the Chinese takeaway, not the Chinese race. It insinuated it. Alleged. Listen, do you know what I mean? That but, is a bit snowflake, you know. Come but the on. whole thing was like, uh, when he was talking, he goes, "If you released that song now, with a couple of changes, hilarious." Towards no, the, towards the end. No, I, I I stand by that song. I do, 100% I do, I do stand by it as well. I at do. the time that we put that song together, we had no idea we were at the beginning of a two-year shit show, right? We thought this was going to be a six-week fucking flu. Yeah, right. we all believed that it wasn't going to last long. So we thought we'd have a bit of crack with it because we didn't think thousands and thousands of people were going to contract it, that people were going to die from it, right? And yeah. we yeah. weren't the only people who were writing songs about it as well either, right? No, we weren't. So, but like, like Joan, you, there you, was one line in the song that um, that was taking offence to steer clear of the Chinese. That's if you correct. want to get a takeaway, steer clear of the Chinese, right? It, yeah. Cop the fuck on. <laughs> Cop the fuck on everyone. In like now, a fucking podcaster has been taken off the radio for minimal fucking offence, right? Ah, uh, we're in cancel culture. Fuck off. I know, cancel right? Cancel 
cancel culture. That's what I say for canceling yeah. anything. Cancel, cancel, cancel culture. culture. You know what? And you know the people of the listeners, the proud listeners of this podcast will be with us. I know they will. They share our thoughts. But uh, yeah, do you know it's funny how that gets you thinking? So we'll move quickly on from that little mini sod last week. But what I do want to say about it on that particular podcast, because like there was facts that I need to reiterate now because people didn't get to hear them. Basically, uh, I know because you've already heard this. <laughs> Um, so the stories that we receive or tell on this podcast are not always ours they're adopted we'll say from people who send them in they're not always mine so I could be moonlighting as somebody else but I'll pretend that it's me but it's not me but I can't reveal whose stories they are either because that would get that person in trouble Nobody is going to understand what you just said. It did not make sense. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> basically, person, what you're saying is... There's just one person who will listen, who will understand everything that I'm saying. Don't take everything that you hear on this podcast. Every story that's told may not be ours. Which, see, they're true. But we, I, I sometimes... I, I, ah, fuck it, who am I kidding? It was me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just like, this is too Don't much. Don't tire yourself up and nuts. It's too much work. I can't. It's, it's you. It's always you. You it did all me. the things. I did. Fuck it anyway. I'm trying to cover my tracks. If you're listening, fuck it. I enjoyed the cinema last night and let that be that. <laughs> <laughs> did you go to see the Batman? I did. Go on. Fucking epic. I have to say What's now. What's the point of it? Because there's 73 the, Batman films. The best one of them. And they put the word the in front of it and it makes it the ultimate one. Do you know why they do that? And it'll make sense when you watch it. Because the Riddler is in it. And it's not like you know before. It's not like Jim Carrey's character in those brutal movies where he's dancing around in a green suit. He's literally a psychopath who's killing people. But he leaves letters. And on the front of the letter it says, For the Batman. So that's why they called it the Batman. Is this part of a separate franchise like from the people who did the Joker? I don't know. Is it the same people? Maybe it is. I'm open to correction on that one. But definitely the same dark kind of what would you call it dramatic kind it's more of, it's darker than it's a proper it's not story a family like, movie like i am um, no not a family movie um but by far the best batman movie yet okay because i did enjoy the joker it's the same thing where like you are learning about like Ar- arthur's character the in the joker story, like and yeah he's a sick individual he why has he is the way he is why he is the way he is this is straight into Gotham, straight into Bruce Wayne, but Bruce Wayne, not as you know him. He's not billionaire philanthropist playboy Bruce Wayne that you've seen like Christian Bale do and fucking God forbid George Clooney and Val Kilmer do. 53 other actors. But Michael Keaton, remember him? Mike, do you remember his one? He was a good one. This now he was is. A good but like, and then they fucking tossed in Ben fucking like Wooden Affleck. Do you know what I mean? And I was just like, what did you do that for? He didn't do a bad job, but. They've changed nowhere in this Bruce Wayne is a recluse, doesn't go outside the door, doesn't fucking deal with anyone. And, oh, and it's the guy who, who was in Twilight, isn't it? Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. I we mean, also have Colin Farrell, who you would never guess it's Colin Farrell. Unreal. Unbelievable, yeah. As the Penguin, it mm. is fucking brilliant. Mm. Uh, the actor who plays the Riddler, you'd know him if you saw him, he's outstanding as well. What's he called? Um, I'd have to Google it now. Fuck it, on the spot, mid-record... And sure, the, look, the we in- don't ever prepare anything. The so. internet isn't great. Tinternet. Um, here we are now. The Batman cast. His name is Paul Dano. Right? Show me him. 
Um, hang on a the second now. familiar now. You might know him as, uh, in previous projects, uh, There Will Be Blood, he's in that. Um, Little Miss Sunshine, he's in that. Um, Show me a picture of him. All right, one second. Jesus Christ. I don't need his fucking this IMDb fella. page. Oh, yeah, great, great actor. Yeah, and he's yeah. fucking brilliant as the Riddler. Because he's quirky. He's kind of a quirky actor. But, like, he he's a complete psychopath in this, like... And, you know, he puts he puts riddles in there, but it's like it's such a kind of a a dark, grimy crime movie. Almost to the point where you're taking no notice of the fact that Batman is actually Batman. He's not the main character kind of a thing, he, he, is it? Do you know or? what? They, they've just mixed it up so well and told the story so well that this isn't a, a Batman story. It's like a Gotham City story. Batman is just in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's all about Batman, the kind of crime lords there, the Riddler, um, fucking Penguin. It's, it's a lovely, dark mixture and a great story. And it's not just about the typical hero versus villain. Is it long? Yes. It's Is it longer than this review? Because, like... Fucking hell. <laughs> <sighs> It's a very good movie. Thank you. I recommend it. Three hours of your life. See? Nah. I'm out. You wouldn't even notice, though. This is like the fucking James Bond movie. I haven't seen that either. You wouldn't even notice. Three hours just floats by because it's such a good movie. And the story is great. The production is brilliant. Like, why can't... Like, I can watch five episodes, five one-hour episodes of something I'm into. But if you present me with a a two-and-a-half-hour film, I'm like, no, I am out. Give me a 90-minute. There's something different to something being continuous and having a kind of a climax after an hour. Yeah, because it's ending. hooking you into the and next one. And you're like, fuck, I have one to watch more, the next one. one. Yeah. Like, you can't have a climax right in the middle of a movie. Yeah. Do you know? It just wouldn't work. Yeah. So, but definitely, definitely the best movie out there, the best Batman movie. And Robert Pattinson, without a fucking shadow of a doubt, has made himself the best Batman ever. I don't like him, like, but I feel like he'd be good in this. I don't like him, but, it, like, all I ever saw him in was Twilight Zone. The only, as, like everyone will say the only other Batman that comes close is the Dark Knight because of Heath Ledger's Joker yeah but that that's not Batman Christian Bale was good in that movie as well he wasn't too bad and it was just a very good movie yeah yeah but this is it's just different and it's way better okay thank you for that <sighs> at the movies with William Tenji <laughs> next week Uncharted with Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg stay tuned um, I this could be a feature by the way at the movies with Will Let's I'd have to go to the fucking movies then and let's face it those dates are gone because <laughs> she will be listening for fuck's sake <laughs> or else I'll just try and explain my way out of it so I'm good at that oh look I'm not I don't want to discuss your dating situation <laughs> fuck's sake um, I put up a question box during the week did you? I did didn't you not see it? no good. I, I don't pay much attention to our Instagram Um, just because you know the way obviously all, literally all of the um, pandemic restrictions are gone now like everything's gone yeah, yeah no yeah. more masks no more anything um, and I still wear a mask for work and stuff and so it's just kind of habit like that even if I'm going to the shop now I'll still, I'll still wear one like you know whatever um, but it just made me think about all over the last say now as we were talking about the song there a minute ago like we wrote that at a time where you know I remember um Andy wore a mask. He brought like a, a face mask with him to the podcast as, recording as, as a joke. Banter, as joking, and yeah. he wore it, and we thought it was hilarious. And we were taking pictures and everything, so we were like, "This is gas." 
Little so, did we know. Little did we know. And as we kind of went through it, like things things were getting, it got really hectic. Like it was getting a bit stupid, like with shortages of different things. So I put up a question box on Instagram saying like, what is something that you did during the pandemic that now you were like, what the fuck were we like? Oh, like go back to the very start of the pandemic. Yeah. Where the shortages of fucking bread and bog roll like. Yeah. The fucking absolute panic to get down to the shop. And they were fucking empty. Do you remember the night? The very first night. It was a Friday at nine o'clock. Old fucking Leo Veradker, the mm. former Taoiseach, was in charge and he made the announcement that we are going into lockdown tonight. Mm. And we were like, fucking hell. I was in Super Value in Glenmire at the time. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't watching the news. Um, but he literally just announced it and I was in Super Value and there was only about six of us there at five past nine maybe. But he made the announcement at nine. And I was still in the shop at 20 past nine and it was fucking end of days. Yeah. Armageddon. Within 10 minutes. Yeah. No, I, I, my trolley was full. And I literally had to fucking reconsider my fucking whole life. What was in my trolley. Yeah, because when am I ever going to be I was here like, again? Like, I can't fuck. This is not non-perishable. <laughs> yeah. I have to fucking turn around and get beans yeah. and rice and shit like that. I got yeah. rid of all the stuff that goes off. Yeah. And like I literally went home and six months later I fucked it all in the bin. Because you see, so the lockdown came weeks after the initial announcement said that schools were closing. So we weren't in lockdown when schools closed. So that there was that was a Friday as well, actually. And I was I was in Kerry for work, so I was in Clarny actually. And I had pulled in at the side of the road because the announcement was being made at twelve o'clock in the day, right? Half eleven, twelve o'clock in the morning. Vradker uh, was in New York for Paddy's Day, so it was the weekend before Paddy's. It was Friday before Paddy's, and he announced that from today schools would close. For a period of two weeks, because it was going to be they were two going to be weeks. off, uh, right? And that we had every intention of them coming back, and all of the things that were all of the measures that were going to come into place immediately, right? Closures of this, that, and the other. And I was just on the road outside Killarney, and I was like, Oops. "Should I better? I better go to a supermarket here." So I rang one of the girls that I work with, and she was in, she's in Dublin, and she was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going. I know it's the middle of our working day now, but I am going straight to Aldi, like, because I can't wait until five o'clock this evening, like." So I went to the Aldi in Killarney, um, which is just as you come into the main, yeah. before you come to the main town, it's just there by Tesco's. Could not get into the car park. This was not 15 minutes after the announcement now. And I was like, right, I'm going to have to, like, it's going to be the same everywhere. I'm here now. I'll just stick it out. So I got out of the car, went in. I am not joking when I tell you now. People were fighting and physically pulling things out of other customers' hands. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. A woman smashed a bottle of red wine. I think I said this on the podcast. They were fighting over the wine. Do you remember? The wine was the huge thing, actually. They were fighting over in. wine and they were pulling a bottle of red wine between them and it got dropped and it smashed all over the floor. Chaos, like. It was like hell. something you'd see in a movie, like, right? So... As a result of that, in the ensuing weeks, months and years, we did some fucking stupid... Like, when we look back now, we're like, what What do we think was going to happen? But at the time, we really thought, like, this was end of days, like... So that's why I put up the question box. So, you know, when everybody was really nervous about different different things and didn't want to be standing next to people and didn't want to be doing this anyway. So anyway, uh, Pauline messaged in, when the lockdown began, my husband rushed, rushed to Argos to get a pasta maker machine... <laughs> He then, followed by purchasing bags of flour, made the whole family sit down to watch YouTube how to make the bloody pasta in case the country won't have food and told us we had to prepare for an apocalypse. What the fuck? The pasta machine never got used. See what I mean? 
Like, Jesus Christ. But that was the kind of thing where you'd be like, when you went to the supermarket, you'd be like, oh my God, there is no pasta. And how are they going to get pasta into the country now? You know what I mean? This was the other side of it. How, how are they going to ship shit in? And they're not manufacturing it because the factories are closed. You know, those kind yeah, of things. like, yeah, Or yeah. they're working on a skeleton staff or whatever. And then James sent this one. I was outside the chipper, um, went in and the, the girl says, have you ordered? I said, no. She said, okay, you have to ring it in. And he said, well, I'm, I'm less than a foot away from you. And she was like, well, you have to ring it in. So he goes outside the door. Rings it, he said, like a stupid fuck. Like a stupid fuck. <laughs> like a stupid fuck. I rang the order in. Looking in the window at her uh, on what the phone. He, what he did was he actually was outside pretending to ring the order in, pretending to make all the sound. She came out and said, I can't hear you. And then I talk into the phone and says, can you hear me now? She says, yeah, because she was standing next <laughs> to him. <laughs> but basically, like, it was a case of you couldn't walk into a chipper. You had to ring ahead. Yeah. there were A lot of them had a system going where... You know, it would like they'd, they'd print out the orders via the phone system, and you'd just upset the system if you walked in. Yeah. Because I, I did it twice in Glamire, and they were just at the very start of music. it. Should have my music on for this. I don't think it's going to make a difference, really. I enjoy it. It's an underscore to well, the conversation. For you, right, grand. Listen. <sighs> um, anyway. Having uh, Linda text in having printed screens of random people from RIP.ie in case I got stopped on my drive from Cork to see family in Dublin. <laughs> I'd say I was going to a funeral and whip out the printout. This is my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do you know what? Uh, was it in the first couple of months because we work in a medical device factory? They gave us a letter to say that we could travel for work mm. if you lived further than the 5k. Yeah, same here. Yeah. But like, literally, like. You could go fucking anywhere. Like, I know one of the lads went to Dublin. Mm. And he was, like, from Cork to Dublin. There was about six checkpoints along the way. And he just had his fucking letter from work. And they were like, where could you possibly be going work-related? Like, the address of the factory is on the headed piece of paper. It is in Cork. Where are you going? And the only other... So if you're on the Dublin road, the only other factory in that direction related to this one is in Belfast so he was on the road and he was like I am on the way to Belfast <laughs> and he was like for what medical devices <laughs> we are out of medical devices and they're like so they're sending you in a car with your family you don't understand I need help carrying them out so I brought the family <laughs> and this was his thing but he was just going to Dublin to buy a dog and he did yeah because somebody else that um Early in April, May 2020, when the weather was good and boredom was real, a fella asked me to spray a few kitchen doors and I accepted. Um, I set up my sat-nav uh, with the smallest back roads so like he wasn't going to be driving on the main roads getting caught by the guards. Yeah, yeah. And I drove across uh, to his place with 20 doors. So he was going to be spraying 20 kitchen doors and the guards were stopping men, um, like carrying blocks. And they were stopping people like, who, people were putting fucking cavity blocks in the back of their cars and saying like, I'm going to my build my house like up the road or whatever and uh, he got stopped by the guards and he said I literally my 20 doors felt like 20 refugees <laughs> he said I felt like I was at the Mexican border with 20 refugees and all I had was 20 kitchen doors because <laughs> um, I used to I had the letter as well and like you know even though I deal in pharmacies so pharmacy would have been essential work yeah the items that I sell are not essential no. Right, by any stretch of the imagination but we got this kind of obscure letter 
you know, that saying just covers like, your life. you know, we are pharmacy um, supplier, a supplier to pharmacy or something like that. And um, I remember the guard showing the guard my letter one day, and I was up in Limerick, and he was like, "What? What's the set?" Because all the stupidly, then all the brands that we deal with are across the bottom of the letter. What for fuck's and sake? And you can tell, like L'Oreal. No, but like one of them is like Lalabi Children's Jewelry. <laughs> like you know these fucking little earrings the children need their jewellery officer <laughs> the traveller children need their earrings come on there'll be fucking mutiny <laughs> and like things like um, you know Aroma Works London um, diffusers and candles this yeah. kind of shit like bullshit like um, and the guard was like what what is essential on this list I'm just like I was just like like what can you say like what can you actually say I was like look I just have the letter I'm just trying to do my job here. Just driving here, man. And he you was know? like, he was like, go on, drive on. And then after a while, they stopped asking for the letters because I used to always get stopped outside my room if I was on my way to Kerry. And they'd be like, where are you going? Work. Where is work? Pharmacy in Clarny. Grand, go on. Like, they just literally they did. did not They care. were very strict at the start, but then they did kind of just pack it in. Uh, my favourite was Siobhan. My favourite one um, was a neighbour of mine was a community social worker and when she was travelling anywhere outside the 5k with her husband she used to make him sit in the back seat and tell the guards he was a service user. Fucking hell. <laughs> Crafty. Cra- great idea. Crafty. Um, WhatsApp messages flying around with a copy of the letter from the army saying they were coming out to patrol the, s- patrol the streets. Do you remember that? No. Oh yeah, I saw those WhatsApps. Of, like, I suppose I'm in a WhatsApp radio station WhatsApp so you see a lot of like Headlines. breaking news yeah, or whatever yeah. um, and I think it was the night of the lockdown when the lockdown was announced mm. that it was like oh, um, oh yeah, the remember. army now are yeah. going to be out patrolling the streets making sure that nobody is breaking the lockdown like martial law nearly I and this WhatsApp was flying around with people being like my husband's in the army he's after being told he's going to have to be doing X, Y and Z mobilise yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I remember actually because the navy were the same yeah I saw, I saw this one that uh, Mary sent this in. When I coughed on the bus and four people in front of me turned around, I thought I was on an episode of The Voice. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking hell. Do you remember coughing? What the, what, you know when it was in the thick of it? And Trying you to swallow your cough. You like. literally had to just swallow it? Yeah. Because like, people were like, COVID. Even now. Like, in the cinema there last night. And like it is like a fucking sardine can now. Oh, yeah. It's like it's, COVID has disappeared. Oh, listen, love it. We're, we're in a war love now. It. Don't mind the COVID. Yeah, COVID is gone. We're fighting a fucking war. Yeah, but like the the reaction though when someone got a very bad bout of coughing in the cinema. Now I was like, "Fuck's sake!" Like it's just popcorn mm. or something. They yeah. swallowed it wrong because you could see. Like I just kind of looked over my shoulder quickly, and they were fucking gulping their coke, trying to clear their throat. But then this went on for ten minutes. And like it was fucking so uncomfortable. <laughs> like oh, if you I, were that person, you'd be like, "It's okay." I was fine. I'm gone. But you can just sense the fuck because he was only like two or three rows behind me. Tension. The fuck in the whole place. <laughs> yeah. There's like, oh my god, there's fucking someone with COVID. <laughs> but then I was just like, "Who gives a shit?" You know, I was queuing for popcorn. The queues were ridiculous. We were on top of each other. And the person I was with, I was like, she put on her mask after I commented. I was like, "No COVID here," <laughs> and she was like. For fuck's sake! And she she took out her mask and put it on. She was like, I, I wasn't even thinking about it, but we're so close together now. I don't feel comfortable. And for the whole thing, and when your man started coughing, she nearly went fucking white. <laughs> Genuinely. And were white. people people obviously weren't wearing a mask inside in the cinema? Ah, uh, there was about four, like out of a full cinema, ten max, max. Yeah. 
like everyone was mask free it's just fucking lovely to see people's faces again uh, Trina messaged in my hairdresser Karen checked my roots through her sitting room window made up the colour for me <laughs> this checked the roots of her hair obviously like Jesus made up the colour and slipped her the colour the gloves the bowl and a brush out the window dropped and you went home and put on your hair colour or whatever and then you dropped the brush the bowl back on her doorstep when you were done Seriously? Yeah. Crafty way of keep like staying working though. Yeah. Uh, Jenny said, and Duns, I stepped over red tape to get hair bobbles and the security guard started shouting at me to get out. I wasn't allowed to buy those ones. I had to buy the plain ones up by the tail. Do you remember that shit as well? What was considered fucking essential there, and what was Somebody wasn't. else sent that in now. Hold on. I'll go back through the messages and I'll find it. Do you remember pandemonium in the range over Christmas gear? Not last year, the year paint, before. Like, you know, things like... I remember oh, I ordered paint from somewhere up the country because all the hardware was closed in the first lockdown. And there was... I When I say now, there was pandemonium over the paint because we were weeks waiting. We didn't get the paint. In the end, I had to get a refund. Like, the lockdown was over. Fuck's sake. Because there was... Like, you just couldn't get paint. Somebody else did put in um, saying they went to Dunn's um, when Dunn's was kind of open for essential workwear and I got to the doors I peeped in around the, the shop was the shop the clothing site was in darkness um, and then she, she, somebody said to her what are you looking for she said I'm looking for workwear and they were like that rail just that rail so yeah. they had taken out all the, just the you know your black pants white shirts yeah, whatever yeah, remember, separate yeah. from all the other clothes and she was only allowed to shop on off one rail pyjamas jocks and socks yeah yeah but like, remember they took all of that stuff out of the kind of drapery department and put them into the supermarket, like yeah, in the likes yeah, of Dunn's or Tesco's, where you could just only buy those certain. Like, I remember actually calling over to the daughter because oh, she was in a, the apartment, and at the very the very first lockdown, because I worked in a factory of a thousand people, I was high risk, so they opened the apartment door and they sat on the hallway floor while I sat in the corridor floor. More than two metres away with the door open, just chatting. For fuck's sake. And when you think about that now, it's actually like, how fucking stupid was that? This is gold. And the only thing is, people did say that the Alpha variant was the strongest at the very start. Yeah. So you were going to get fucked with that. But now it's just like a fucking sniffly nose. Yeah. So you can kind of understand that to a degree. Uh, Stephen messaged in, I had to renew my truck licence, so I rang my GP to do my eyesight test my medical. He made me look through the window from the car park. (laughs) to do the eye test through the window in front of a load of people in their cars I couldn't see the letters the GP <laughs> couldn't hear me and I still passed and there he sent a picture of the fucking <laughs> him in through what, the window what a good picture to be fair <laughs> um, yeah there's just there's so many of them I actually couldn't get through all of them oh last year I broke into the cemetery uh, I went with my ladder from Drogheda I saw the cops always wondered um, if I'd ha- I had to reverse around the corner got there got up the ladder by the wall got up got the ladder by the wall climbed up slung it over the other side put flowers on my mother's grave broke back out of the cemetery slung the ladder on and off I went again because the cemeteries were locked in the first I think were they? they must have been but then that led me when I saw that comment right of him going with a ladder that led me on to um I remember seeing a story in general, right, of you can get in anywhere with a ladder. Right? And I remember hearing this ages ago, so I looked it back up. So these three guys tested a theory of if you go anywhere with a ladder, you're going to be left in. Right? So I think actually there was four friends. So they broke off into two pairs. Two people had no ladder. Two people had a ladder. Right? Yeah. So they decided they would try and get into... 
um, a baseball game, say. This, I think it was America or a football game or something. So the two lads had tickets. Two lads had no tickets. But what they did have was a ladder. So they all went up to the <laughs> gates. Uh, the two lads with the tickets got in. And the next minute, the two lads coming along carrying a big long ladder just went up, you know, to the side, like where, you know, they leave in, you know, people who have free access or whatever. And uh, they just walked up. Nobody queried anything. They just saw them in a ladder. And the security guard just opened the gate and let them in. Off they went into the match with their ladder. No tickets. Watched the match. <laughs> Where's they put it like? Brilliant. I don't know. But then they did it again at a concert. So they arrived into like this big massive uh, arena. Two lads had tickets. Up they went. The other two, no tickets, had a ladder. Up they went. And they kept going continuously proving the theory that anywhere you go with a ladder, you're going to be left in. But yeah, you can see why though, like. Well, I mean, if I was if I was in a supermarket now, working, right? And a fella came up to me with a ladder and was like, where do I where do I get into the staff area there or the, you know, the loading bay? I'd be like, just straight on the back there. <laughs> so, of course you would. How do I get to the safe? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oops. You can use your ladder <laughs> and go through the window. <laughs> but like, if now, you know the way some places are like, oh, I, you know, you have to sign in here or sign in there. Health yeah, and safety yeah. fucking. You There's know, a lot of that now. Wear a helmet, like whatever. Um, but like in general, if you were at work, if you were at work now on Monday and a fella, two fellas came up in work gear with a ladder and were like, where's the fucking, I don't know, where, I don't know. Like, I don't know anything about where you work. Where's the loading bay? You you wouldn't give a shit. You'd probably just be like, it's just down the end there. Just turn, take hang a left. I mean, would you be going? I shouldn't be telling these people. They well, have a, it's they funny have a ladder because, <laughs> like, I worked in a in a retail in Harvey Norman. Who gives a shit? You can talk about them, right? So I worked for Harvey Norman, and I worked out the back in the stores. Mm. So there was the furniture and bedding store, which is where I was, yeah, and the computer and electrical was next door. And delivery fellas coming in and out of there every day. Yeah. Just dropping it off, sign here, sound. Now, there was other people like, um, there. you'd have the guy that would always call with the, you know, that big long pole that they put over the fire alarm thing. Oh, yeah, to test them. Like, testing. Whatever, yeah, it's yeah. like it goes up onto high ceilings. So this guy would always come to check the fire alarms. And he had this really long pole. Mm. Now, you get used to seeing his fire tech fan. And he'd get out. Hi, lads. All right, yeah, yeah, drive on there. Just go straight through the fucking store where there's fucking TVs and like MacBooks everywhere. But you're cool because you're here all the time. So Harvey Norman employed this like fucking. He was almost like this SAS fucking ex fucking marine as their head of security. And he came in one day, and he didn't have a ladder, but he had a clipboard <laughs> with paper on the front of it. Yeah. And all he did was, um, I had delivery there for admin lads. What's the story? So it didn't. He went up to the two lads and the other store, and they were like, "Oh yeah, just fucking press the button on the door there and fucking drive on and go over. You'll see where admin is there and press the buzzer and they'll let you in." So he did, and first of all, they were outside the store in the yard doing bits in the yard. So he had fucking free reign in the store if he wanted it. Yeah, and he did. And there was this big fucking investigation then because he was able to just walk into the yard, ask us where admin was, and continue on. Because like, I would have about. Four four months like prior to that, uh, the place was broken into and robbed and taken for about three hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of stock. Do <laughs> <sighs> so you think we'd have learned our lesson? Uh, well, no, because it would have happened uh, in Debenhams where people, you know, fellas would come in on fucking, you know, Snickers pants, work gear, and a mm. fucking, you know, maybe a, like um, a, a refill pad even, right? And they'd be like, 
I'm just here to, uh, you know, I need to go to the, I need to get up to the office. There, where do I go for the office? And like to get up to that level in the store, you'd have to go into the customer lift, but you'd have to key in a code and that would take you up to the top level then. So you couldn't get up without the code. So we would just be like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll take it down there. You'd open the lift. You'd go in and key in the code. You'd and away like, he'd go. Uh, when you get out there, just uh, hang a right and knock at the door that says security. Like that could be anybody. Because they could walk yeah. straight past the door to security, it get into the locker rooms, get into the office, the yeah. cash office. Yeah, it would happen in in stores that big, where there's loads of staff, and people and don't give and a shit. It's, like. And it's busy. Yeah. When it's busy, it's like I oh, have no fucking time to deal with a man with a ladder now. Yeah. So you can fucking go where you like. You're yeah. clearly important. You yeah. clearly are. You have a ladder. You have a fucking ladder. Yeah. You ladder are, equals purpose. Exactly. Yeah. You are here to fix a light. Yeah. So go ahead, sir. Yeah. Or something like if you went up to a concert with a ladder, of course you're going to get in. Even if a fellow was like, "What's the story, lads?" I uh, got a call there a minute ago. There's a fucking speaker hanging somewhere that's that's yeah. not working, so we just had to go get the ladder there. Yeah. There's some I don't know the guy. If I don't know the name of the fellow who's looking to fix it, but uh, it's here, an emergency because this concert. Here I am off. with my ladder. Yeah. You know. I'm hundred oh, percent. I am ready to go down to Park Cueve Ed Sheeran with my ladder. With a fucking ladder. <laughs> I think we should try it and video it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, lads. No. I don't know. I feel that I'm I'm the fellow who just wouldn't get away with this. Like I, I we'll don't. get Angie to do it. I, yeah, I feel he'd have the face for it. He'd have the balls as well. He'd be like, I, I no, I'll do it. I have the fucking balls to do it. But as soon as I approach the gate, I'm the kind of guy that's like, uh, start with the ladder, lads. I'll just be like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm here to try and break it. <laughs> I'll just turn around. Oh no, you see Andy would be like, what do you mean with the start with the ladder? We're clearly here to fix something. Well, he'd be the kind of going. What do you mean, like? He'll make them feel confused. Yeah. It's like, um, where are you going with the ladder? What do you mean, where am I going with the ladder? Where do you think I'm going with the ladder? Yeah. He's that way. And then he'd be like, um, but did you get approval? Of course I got approval for the ladder. Why Listen, would I, I why would I just phone come, call. Why would I just come to the fucking door with the ladder? Yeah. And then it, meanwhile, I'm at the other end of the ladder fucking bricking myself. Yeah. Oh my God, he's onto us. Andy, turn around fast. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll just drop the back of the ladder. Reverse, and reverse. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but he would though, in fairness. So we have a theory now to test her and we are we going to discuss Andy? <sighs> yeah. Go on. We've had we've been in talks. <laughs> We're we, negotiating contracts. Yeah, contract negotiations have restarted. The conversation is open and ongoing. It is. Um he's being Andy, as he always is. He's not committing, but he's randomly then committing out of the blue. Yeah, look, alright, like, I mean, are we supposed to, like, you know, be, what's the word I'm looking for? Grateful. No, like, <laughs> well, are we supposed to be accommodating just because he's got fucking nightmare babies hanging everywhere? He doesn't have nightmare babies. That that new child is like a child that came out of a box. He's perfect. Well, he is actually, he's great. Like, newborn is just like, you just He's say, not newborn anymore. He's eating, he's... Do you see, the, do you see like. the latest picture of him and he's the bulb off me? <laughs> he's the fucking stamp of me. What a fucking handsome boy. Um, but, so yeah, we're we're hoping to yeah, maybe yeah. catch a recording with Andy in the next week well, or so. I'm sorry, no. We're not just catching a recording. Contract <sighs> negotiations are underway. Yeah. His people are talking to our people. He has no people. That's right, he doesn't, <laughs> because they're still here with us. So there you go, Andrew. Take some of that. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, if he fucking, he needs to commit. There is not just catching an episode. Yeah, he can't be a part-time crew member here now. Yeah, you know, he's, he's, coming, he's coming back. All in. Possible rebrand. 
possible real names. All to be discussed in contracts, guys. We're, we're Imagine. Taking, we're taking professional advice on board and we'll... Uh, there have been professionals tell us that this is what needs to happen. Yeah. Andy's so. return. New name. Real first names. Like nobody knows. Mind them. blown. <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> No one gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even use the names, really. Most so of the people awkward. listening are our friends anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, we already know your names. Um, so, yeah. What? Ah, fuck it. No signal. What do you mean, no signal? See, if Andy was here now, there'd be a signal. He's great for the signals. Do you remember the fucking... He's not, he's not good for the signals. He's great for the signals. Hand in the air. Hello? Put up your hand. Yeah, go ahead. Thumbs. Oh, sorry. No, he's great for asking. Can he speak? He puts his love to us, but he's he's bad at um. He's bad at interpreting. He is. He is. Do you have jokes? I I do. Um. Do you? Yeah. All right. They're crap. My wife and I laugh at how competitive we are, but I laugh more. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call an anti-vax nanny? Mrs. Doubtfizer, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have it written here. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> Snap. <laughs> there, was, on. there was one other one. Um, oh, shit. We can't tell these kind of jokes anymore, can we? No, we can't. It's not bad, like. Uh, did I do it before? Why can't Miss Piggy count to 100? No, you okay. did it before. Did I? And it wasn't suitable then, and it's not suitable now. Did I now. do that before? I don't remember doing that before. My friend got in a scrap at a kebab shop. So we've now decided to call him Donner McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it there, folks. Leave it there. I, all I had was um, 10 people today called me a terrible bus driver. I really don't know where these people get off. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Donner McGregor for me. Donner McGregor. <laughs> bitch. Right, watch out for the question boxes and uh, keep your answers coming because they are always... Yeah, Instagram. Good. And who knows who'll be with us next week? Yeah, look, fingers crossed, Mr. Andrew Tanji. Or his real name. We'll be back next week. We hope. We live and pray. That we're hooking him in now. You're going to just have he to sure He doesn't fucking out. listen. No, not him. The peoples. Oh, the peoples are hooked in <laughs> yeah. now. Will Andy be back? You have to listen next week. What are we calling this one? I wasn't in the mood. Mm. Donna McGregor. Donna McGregor. <laughs> Fuck it. There you go. This week's episode, Donna McGregor. Look out for it on your Spotify, iTunes, and all your platforms. Good night and God bless. Goodbye.